Hi, and welcome to the Millennial Preacher Show with Pastor Ryan Roberts. That's me, your host. I hope you're excited for today's show. I pray it's both positive and encouraging, but I also hope it challenges you in all the right ways. If you have any questions, please be sure to instant message us on our Facebook or Instagram at Ryan the Millennial Preacher. And now let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. Today, we are talking about real salt. Now, I'm sure most of you are like me. You've probably heard at least one Bible verse about salt, but have you ever really thought about it? Uh, Matthew 5, 13 through 16, this is Jesus talking. He says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its lampstand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see the good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Uh, Let's just go ahead and say it, guys. We are supposed to be salty. We are salt of the earth. Now, it's, it's funny, just maybe a year or two ago, people started talking about how people can be salty, and they said that that was a bad thing. It was usually someone that was frustrated, maybe they were angry, maybe they made uh, smart aleck comments, things like that, and so people called them salty. But why in the world would they do that? It's interesting that I think that the Bible tells Christians to be salty, but then here we are uh, in the year 2020, and that's come to be known as a smart aleck, something that's bad, something that's not very good. And I wonder if the reason why we say that is because a lot of times when we think of salt, we think of something bitter, maybe even something that's almost sour. If it's too salty, it usually isn't very good. But understand something. In Bible days, in Jesus' day and age, when he was physically here on the earth, salt was much more different than maybe it is today. We don't see it the same way that they did. First of all, we have to understand that salt was very, very rare and it was very expensive. Today, it is one of the most inexpensive seasonings uh, that's available everywhere you go. It doesn't matter if you're in a a cafeteria at work or if you're in a restaurant, uh, at a church function, at your grandma's house. Almost everybody has two things on the table, salt and pepper. But in older times, it was very, very different. It was very heavily taxed. And believe it or not, wars were actually fought over uh, they fought over salt. In ancient civilizations, salt which was in such a high demand that it was actually minted into coins and served as a basic currency. What a crazy thing to think about. It was so uh, scarce that it was almost or as equal, valuable as gold. What a funny thing. Uh, a Roman statement once said, some seek not gold, but their lives, not a man who does not need salt. It was traded at one point an ounce per ounce with gold. If that was still the case today, we would probably pay somewhere around $300 to $400 per ounce of salt. Boy, that puts that uh, that little shaker on your table very, very different. It's funny, when I was a kid, I remember hearing an urban legend that if you spilt salt on a table, it was bad luck. And so to reverse that, you would have to throw the salt over your shoulder. 
It makes me wonder if the reason why we related spilling salt as bad luck is because at one point it was so valuable and so expensive. Everyone loves salt. It doesn't matter if they're rich or they're poor. People crave salt. In fact, your body actually is made up in, a, in part in, of salt. In the body, salt is very important. Uh, it's as important as having water or air. In fact, uh Four to eight ounces of salt are inside of the body, and it helps to maintain a normal volume of blood in the body. It also helps to correct the balance of water in and around the cells and tissues. It's a necessary part for proper function inside of the body. So yeah, we probably consume way too much salt today, but the sodium in salt is actually important. It's an essential nutrient. It matters and it makes a difference. It works together with calcium, magnesium, and potassium, things that regulate our metabolism. In other words, salt is important for the balance and proper functioning of our muscles, our cells, our blood, and all the different things that make up us. If we don't have enough salt, oftentimes that's when we get cramps in our muscles. We can be dizzy. We can uh, have exhaustion. And even in extreme cases, there can be convulsions and maybe even death. Salt is essential to our well-being. Now, of course, if you're like me, you've studied things about the health and you want to be the most healthy you possibly can. And many researchers over the last several years has talked about salt as a threat to public health. Um, we've talked about it being a, a, a contributor to high blood pressure, um, issues with the heart, things like that. But we have to understand that is salt in excess. Now, everyone knows that fast food and things that aren't very healthy for you but may taste really good is full of salt. Well, one of the reasons why is because salt is a preservative. It can help keep things lasting. There was a time in history where salt was sprinkled on meat. It, it pickled things to keep it uh, so that when it got cold and we didn't have uh, meat and even vegetables uh, uh, regularly available, we could always trust that it could be preserved in salt. So there was many, many uses. Uh, according to realsalt.com, salt has some 14,000 uses, which is more than any other uh, mineral that we have in our body. It's along with the sweet and sour, bitter taste in our mouth. We need salt. In fact, during the average lifetime of an American, we will consume 28,000 pounds of salt. Now, I've learned by researching that salt uh, comes in different ways. How do you get that salt on your table? Well, it can come from the sea. Usually that's harvested by uh, going out to the current and, and they scrape, so to speak, uh, the waves and get salt out of it. And then it's, uh, it's, it's uh, purified and took care of that way. And other ways you can get salt, sometimes they harvest salt at a very top layer. Um, it can be done, believe it or not, according to what I've researched, it can be done uh, on a beach where there's sand and also there are salt mines that's probably the most common form of table salt today is somebody went to a mine and mined it and the only thing there's there's very little things that are added to it before it goes in that salt shaker sometimes um, iodine is added maybe a preservative um, things that are essential is added to it so salt is pretty natural actually it's not like our table sugar which 
which actually has a lot of different chemical components to it, salt, uh, for the most part, is very, very natural. In fact, now we have a lot of people that say that salt is healthy for you if it's sea salt or, or maybe um, Himalayan salts. A lot of people are, are ingesting that pink salt, but the truth is that's probably almost about the same uh, amount of uh, health um, uh, value as regular table salt because both is very natural. Why do I tell you all these things? I want us to understand some of the components about natural salt and what Jesus is trying to tell us when he's talking about us as Christians, his body, and his church. If you read Colossians 4, 6, it says, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer Everyone. So salt is very important in the Bible. Mark 9, 49, everyone will be salted with fire. Now let's think about what salt tastes like. It it changes the taste. It preserves. It lasts. It does something very, very different. It, it, it can make things uh, change. I, I remember when I was in college, I was taking a public speaking class and, and I was at a secular university and my professor was an admitted atheist. She didn't really believe in any one uh, religious belief or belief in a certain faith. She kind of picked and chose and cherry picked what she liked and what she didn't like. And one day I walked in with a shirt on that said, we are salt and light. And she asked me what it meant. And I looked at her and I said, well, the Bible tells me that as a Christian, I'm supposed to be salty. I'm supposed to change things on the earth. And I'll never forget, even an atheist, she looked at me and said, it also preserves so we want to keep this faith going. We want to spread and grow the kingdom of Jesus Christ. In fact, Jesus himself said that he would not return for a second coming on the earth until it is spread to every nation and tribe. So we have a duty to preserve the faith and to spread it. We also should change things. It says right there we're supposed to have salt in our conversation. But one thing I want to point out to you, there is a difference between real salt and fake salt. Just because something is salty doesn't always mean that it was actually seasoned with real salt. Sometimes it's other things that were used to give kind of a taste or flavoring but it's not the same thing. It doesn't have that same value that real salt has. Did you know that salt is actually a healing agent? Salt cures are nothing new. In the early 19th century, sick people traveled to spas and things like that, such as the French Lick Springs in Indiana, where people would travel to sit in a salt spring. Today, spas offer salt baths, glows, rubs, polishes, and all the different things to exfoliate the skin, and in some cases, to even relieve stress. Hi everyone, Ryan Roberts here, and I hope you're enjoying today's show. I want to take just a moment and interrupt and let you know that you can help grow the Millennial Preacher. That's right, over this past year, the Millennial Preacher podcast has reached literally thousands of people all over the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. On our website, we've been able to help people with our blog posts, our free resources, and our hub that is able to provide discipleship tools for the everyday person and to help grow people in their personal walk. Everything is 100% free, but we're ready to go to the next level. That's right. Our podcast is currently on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, YouTube, and so many more streams. 
but to date we haven't taken any monetary value for anything that we have done. Everything has been solely supported by myself and my family and my friends. Currently, nothing is being paid to me, but if you want to help us get to a 501c3 nonprofit status so we can open a bank account and officially begin accepting donations, all you have to do is go to GoFundMe.com slash Ryan Roberts Ministries. There you can read about more of our goals and what we hope to do and also find resources about myself. If you feel the Lord lead you and or if you've been blessed by this ministry, I hope that you will give and always thank you for your prayers and support. I also want to let you know in October 2020, we're going to be providing our very first free discipleship class on themillennialpreacher.com. This class is the Holy Spirit class. It's a four-part video series with free notes. So I hope that you check that out and I hope that you share it with all your friends and family. And now let's get back to today's show. So I'll tell you kind of a funny story, and and <laughs> I don't know if I'm so proud of it. There is a salt spa actually about maybe 20 minutes from where I live in North Georgia. And I won't mention the name or anything like that, but they were running a special, and they said that they could help with allergies and other ailments and sinus issues, so I decided to go to this salt spa. And I'll say it was relaxing, and I'm not really sure if it did anything for my allergies or my sinuses, but it was kind of fun that they were charging people to come in and sit in a lawn chair in an indoor salt spa. The walls were coated with salt, the floor was coated with salt, the ceiling was coated with salt, and they had low lighting. You would literally just sit in this room that was very cold, and they would give you a blanket, and you would sit there for about 20 to 30 minutes in this room full of salt, and somehow, by breathing it in, it was supposed to have all of these health properties. Again, it was relaxing, but maybe that was just the atmosphere. Maybe that was not really the fact that the salt was doing anything, but the fact that it was actually uh, dark in the room and they had soft music and low lighting and things like that. Maybe that's really what it was. Either way, I'll say that I did it and and I don't know if I would ever do it again, but I will say there is some connection with salt and health. Now, let's talk about salt inside of water. Salt water is not really good for very much. If you drink it, you'll get sick. If you pour it on a plant, the plant will die. Uh, it's not very good inside of the water. If you take the salt out of the water, though, the water is no longer salty. It can't become salty again unless you pour brand new salt in it, but you can't take that salt you took out. Now, there is an experiment that I've read about online where you can actually get salt out of salt water. You put a string inside of the water and, and, and you have to let it sit for so long. Eventually, the salt will crystallize onto the string and you can get it out of the water. Well, now it's not the same, but that salt can be used in other places. Now, I, I think of that into the Christian walk. Let's compare love to salt. We have love inside of our hearts. We've experienced grace and mercy and truth in Jesus that has given us a love like none other. He's, he's paid the ultimate price. He bankrupt heaven and has given us everything. Everything that is his, we now have access to by the blood of Jesus. And so to say that is to say that we have love inside of us and we're supposed to pour that out into our world today. But just like getting that salt out of the water, it actually has to take something to get it out. A decision had to be made to actually pour out that salt. So we have to be able to pour out that love. 
if that love just sits inside of us, it actually isn't doing very much good. We are the salt of the earth. That means that what's inside of us needs to come out of us and go out into the world. But let me say this. Once you pour out that love, or we could say pour out that salt, you have to pour some back in later. That's why it's so important to come to corporate worship gatherings, to read the word of God, to meditate on his goodness, to pray in the morning and at night. And I'm not one of those that believes you have to spend a certain amount of time in the morning or at night or whenever. I think you should talk to God about it and make a decision and a plan with him about exactly when you're going to have that quiet time alone with him. But I will say it's important. It actually should be a daily practice. And I'll admit it's not always very easy. I'm a pastor. I'm a preacher. I'm a podcast host, and I'm even an author of Discipleship Processes, and, and I'll say sometimes it is difficult to find the time, especially if you, have, if you have to get up very early for work, and then you get home late, and you have a family and things like that. It can be hard to find that time, but listen, it's about the quality of time, not the quantity. So maybe you getting that saltiness back in your life is when you're alone in the shower and you're praying to them. Or when you're on your way to work and you're listening to a podcast and you're praying and maybe you're listening to the Bible uh, on tape, so to speak, on your phone, you know, all of those ways are just, just small things we can do to stir up the salt. Now, I don't know if you've ever poured salt directly into a water glass, or maybe you're a sweet tea drinker, and if that sweet tea glass sits there for a long time, all of the sugar, the sweetness, will sink to the bottom of the cup. I I love Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and I'll admit I love pumpkin spice in my coffee. And how they do that is they actually just pour some pumpkin-flavored syrup and sweetness into the cup of coffee. But a lot of times, they'll forget to stir it up, and so all of the pumpkin goodness and the sweetness that I want to taste sits in the very bottom of my cup. And so the only way to get it is by stirring or shaking the cup up. And it's the same way with us. See, some of us, we have salt, but it's not dissolved into our life yet. And so those, those little crystals have sunk to the very bottom of our life. We have to stir those things up. We do that, just like I said, by praying, by seeking after them, and by reading the living word of God. You ever feel something leap inside of you? When you're listening to a sermon or, or you hear a certain worship song or you're in a very intimate moment of prayer, that right there is the Lord stirring up that salt inside of you. And I right now am praying that that happens as you're listening to this, that something is leaping. You have a purpose and you have a call in your life. All of us have spiritual gifts. And according to the word of God, those gifts are without repentance, but without activation, without actually using them. They're just laying there dormant. It's like salt inside of water. It's really no good unless we use it for something that's going to help, whether it be a medicinal purpose or, or to salt our food or as a preservative. We have to put that salt to use. And so I'm saying that your faith needs to be put to use today. Maybe you feel like your faith is really low. Well, the Bible tells us that all of us is born with a certain measure of faith, but life happens. And sometimes sometimes it feels like that faith is decreasing. Or sometimes we hear testimony and stories and that faith increases. That's where we need to live at. We need to live in the salty side of life. I hope that this was encouraging to you, that it was meant to be. And I want you to know that I'm praying for you. 
And I hope that you will take advantage of all the incredible resources that we have available on different shows, different uh, different resources online, the Bible apps that are out there. There's so many things to help us to get into the Word, to increase that saltiness, and to stay salty. I want you to know I love you. I'm praying for you. In fact, let's pray right now. God, I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice will have real salt stirred up in their life, God. And of course, God, we're talking about that spiritual salt that you talked about in your word. God, stir up gifts inside of us. Lord, increase our faith. God, increase our wisdom and our knowledge and our hunger for your word and intimate moments with you, God, so in prayer and in worship. God, I pray that we will never limit worship to a song, but Lord, that we recognize that that is just one way that we get to worship you. Father, we love you. We bless you. We thank you, God. And Lord, I pray that all of us will realize that we are, as your church, the salt of the earth. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'll see you next time. Hi, everyone. You just listened to the Millennial Preacher Podcast Show. Thanks so much for being a loyal listener. I hope you look for more episodes in the following weeks to come. Please like this and share it on all your social media. And make sure you hit that subscribe button. Until next time, I'll see you later.